Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. You mentioned something um, I want to get into before we, you know, kind of talk about the summer league and, and end this. I know you have a big day ahead of uh, exciting, exciting furniture shopping that I'm actually jealous of. But anyway, so the uh, you mentioned the Harden thing and how they're yeah. kind of on hold for, for this. When we last talked, uh, we both kind of agreed that Daryl was willing to wait this out and that he very well could be back. But at what point is it like other teams are ma- are getting better or making moves or doing things and the Sixers are kind of handcuffed by this? Like, do you, re- do you think the Harden thing is preventing them from doing other moves or do you think they kind of have this where, look, if he's back, we'll be able to execute X, Y, and Z quickly, or we know if a trade happens that we're bringing in contributing players. Because as of now, if Harden's back, like they've added Mobamba, who I like, Pat Bev, whatever. They, they certainly have not made any type of significant addition that would make fans think, okay, this team could be different. Yeah, I just think a lot of this is as simple as they can't make moves of significance when the Harden thing is still kind of just hanging there in the air, right? When you have a guy who's going to make, was it $36 million this year? And you're potentially turning that into, I don't know, let's, let's just use the Clippers example that we keep bringing up. You're going to turn that into Terrence Mann at $10 million and Norm Powell at $18 million and Robert Covington at $11 million. And then that's three guys on your roster. It's three contracts as well. Guys that you might potentially trade later and flip into more stuff. I know that it's a frustrating approach from the fan base's perspective. And I get it because look, this has been essentially what we're seeing in terms of the reaction, I think, is just the built up anger over years, right? Oh, yeah. This is not just about this offseason and signing Trez specifically or signing Pat Bev specifically. It's the fact that they've run into this same wall over and over again. People are hoping for more creativity, more activity. They see Nick Nurse get hired and they're like, okay, that's a step in the right direction, right? That's a well-regarded coach, Mm -hmm. somebody who's a potential upgrade over Doc Rivers, so on and so forth. And then you get to the actual player acquisition part and the whiteboard leaks on Twitter. And that's like a whole thing that people get mad about. You get the free agency. Their only signings are minimum moves. They're sending messages, whether they actually believe this or not, that Harden could come back despite the fact that he clearly wants out of here. I think it's completely justifiable frustration from the fan base, but I think that Daryl Morey and the front office's approach is they don't have to actually take the floor for an NBA game until October, and they're going to use all that time to their advantage. And maybe that blows up in their face. We very well could be sitting here in late September and say they fucking sat on their hands and they didn't do anything and they're waiting for the hardened domino to fall, and it still hasn't fallen. And now you're staring down a situation where Harden comes into training camp, and we don't know what the hell is going to happen. So that's the risk they're taking with the idea in mind that they have, again, two and a half months to try to sort this out and make the team better. And we can sit here and be logical and rational and say, 
they have that time and I will wait and see until the whole thing is complete. There's no reason to judge a team that's not actually playing basketball games, right? Like mm-hmm. none of this is all paper shit anyway. The, right. Nothing that they do right now matters until Montrezl Harrell has to actually play minutes for this team, which, you know, God willing, we won't have to watch <laughs> that this year. But I can absolutely understand why people are in a lot of corners of the fan base livid about where they're at right now. So I would just stress to anyone from the Sixers that might be either smart or dumb enough to listen to this pod and listen to me talk about Sixers. But like, I've been working at WIP for five years. I've been listening to WIP my whole life. I honest to God cannot remember a time where, where the station went this many days in a row with all three main shows talking about the Sixers and all about how mad the fans are. So I would just caution them. And I'm not saying you can make moves based off the fans. Like, I get that. But man, the fans really are super furious. I defended this team for like four hours yesterday saying they were more winners than the Phillies, blah, blah, blah. Like, people are furious. So to your point, like, this has not been an offseason that's helping with that. Now, to the whole waiting on Harden thing, I would also caution them on that. Now, it worked out with Ben Simmons because at the last minute you were able to pull off a deal for James Harden. But if that deal doesn't get past, like if it doesn't get done in time for the deadline or Harden at the last minute's like, oh, I'll just wait, then you've basically blown that situation too because you're stuck with Ben. Maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. He probably does not come back. So you play a full season without him. So this idea of like, yeah, Daryl's willing to wait, and he did it with Ben. Like, it almost didn't work with Ben. And some fans would argue it didn't work with Ben because you traded him for Harden. I think it was a good move, but some fans would say that. So if you're going to wait and wait and wait on Harden, and that blows up in your face, like that, it's an extremely, extremely risky strategy for uh, for the Sixers to, to, to be trying to pull off. Like, it just is. And especially with the Dame thing out there. I mean, there's been a little more of that. Like, he keeps emphasizing it's going to be Miami. But it feels like they're just waiting for all these things and they could end up with nothing to show for it. Yeah. What I would say to that is there are always more situations in the NBA where a guy is closer to asking out or leaving than you would think. I mean, I think the Zion situation was a good example. I think very few people were actively like, man, the Pelicans are going to come into this offseason and explore trading him. But then that's all you hear in the week leading up to the draft. And it's like, oh, my God, Zion might be available. And you kind of go down that road really quickly. So I think if they really want to make a move, there will be a move out there. Again, the question just becomes, and I've said this a thousand times, I feel like, is it a move that they actually really want to make? Or is it a move without real significant downside, whether it's, you know, Zach Levine with his contract? guy like Zion where you know the injury history is what it is and that's a disaster on that front and we could just we could go through example after example of you know what they could possibly do if a Clippers type move or a Dame type move is not in the cards for them I I agree with you though just because they were able to navigate the Ben situation and it was smart for them to wait that out does not mean the same will be true this time. It also doesn't mean that they're going to fail and that it won't work because yeah. the opposite's going to happen. But there is risk that they're assuming by not just kind of putting a roster together and having something that, look, this is what we have on paper and this is what we're going to do. Like 
to, to sit here on July 7th when a lot of teams are essentially done with their major activity and say, yeah, we don't really know what the team's going to look like yet. There's pretty significant risk to that. Yeah, there, there really is. And it just it just keeps making me think we're, we're staring down the barrel of a season that uh, the fans are, it's going to be ugly to start. And we'll see if they're, they're able to navigate that. 